Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. We ready for this one? Y'all need a cold open? Somebody say something funny. I'm in the office. I can't be funny. Is your door open? No, it's closed. <laughs> I can be funny all I want. And any any reason why it's nine players and not Drew Brees? Seven? Six, uh, is it really? Yeah. Like I thought everybody that, else, but... everybody else has a top ten. Uh huh. Five so isn't like enough. In you New know. Orleans, nine is the new ten. ten. Yeah. Nine yeah. is sacred. No Whatever. Fair. Twenty twenty five starters. You can't. Uh, just making sure we can call it the the, the Drew Brees preseason predictions awards. <laughs> the breezies. What's up, Houdat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. Yeah, what's up, Houdat Nation? And thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I am your host, Jeff. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the guys' predictions for who are going to be the best nine players on the Saints team in 2023. Why nine? Because in New Orleans, nine is the, what'd you say, Jason? The the golden number? The nine is the... Three. It's a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Because two times three is... Six. Three times six is 18. And the 18th letter in the alphabet is R. Yeah. We got three R's. We're going to talk about today. So, our best everybody, nine. Everybody knows what the significance everybody knows of nine why. is. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, put your seatbelts on. Nine lives. Keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times and enjoy the show. On the show, we have Jessly. Jessly? Jessly. Wesley. What's your number? And Jason. Man, I should have a number to excuse myself, but I really don't. (laughs) So, welcome. But that does work. (laughs) Jessly. So, uh, we're going to start at number nine and work our way down to who we feel, who you feel like is going to be the best player. And so I have taken a combination of your submissions. I'm going to tell you who to talk about based on who your selections was. You can talk about who you had in that position if it's not this guy that we're going to talk about. But if I don't bring up the guy that you had in this position because somebody else had him at a higher ranking and we'll talk about him at that point. Make sense? Everybody got the rules of the game? So the ninth best player by Dome Patrol podcast prediction for 2023 will be and I can't believe this guy has fallen this far down the list, but it's going to be Jamal Williams. I would imagine y'all to have him higher. I didn't He's even have on him my on list. my list. He's not even on your list? Not even not on, on my, my list. list. Wow, then we're going to have a lot of good players. Uh, uh, James, you, okay, this is your guy. Yeah, so so I picked him because I figure that he's going to be the running back that takes the most snaps. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to miss time. I think I think that's that's known. Kendra Miller may 
may take more, may, may not, I don't know. But I just think Jamal Williams is going to take the most snaps. He's going to end up with the most yards and the most touchdowns from the running back position. And in red zone, short yardage, we really missed that player who can smash the ball in from three, four, five yards. Um, you know, I think back to the San Francisco game last year, particularly when we were great between the twenties. Um, and then as soon as we got inside the red zone, inside the 10, sometimes inside the five, it just fell apart. And I think having Jamal Williams in that position is going to make a massive difference to the saints this year. So, back I, there. so I actually have, I don't have Williams on the list. I actually have Kendra Miller as my number nine. I own. While I do think, which I, I we'll think talk Joel about Williams, him later. I, I, oh, somebody else has him on there. Higher. Interesting. Yes, I thought I was being bold here. Wow. Well, you yeah. are, but you know. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think Williams is definitely going to get a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think I, I think Kendry is just going to be a dynamic weapon in the open field. Anyway, All right, Jamal Williams. Though we're talking about. Yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You're to gonna have your chance to talk about your friend. I'm I'm really excited for uh, for old Jamal Williams. So Wesley, you had something you were trying to say about Jamal Williams. I I, I just I think that uh, I like Jamal Williams a lot. I'm happy that he's here. Um, I think that we have three starting quality running backs. Um, I think with Alvin Kamara is gonna miss probably six games this year. I think the games that he is here and healthy for, we're going to work the crap out of him. Um. And you I just think there's gonna, I think there we're probably by the end of the year, you're going to see a pretty equal distribution between those three guys. It's going to be closer than any of us think. Um, and I have a different running back higher on my list. Yeah, it's funny that uh, no one put Alvin Kamara on their list of who they think is going to be top nine. Y'all must have had Kamara at 10. Well, I'm, I'm, I have the suspension back of him. Yeah. Yeah, same well, I figured that's what everybody was doing. All right. So at number eight, we do have a tie. This one is Jawan Johnson and Alante Taylor. Yeah. I got Jawan Johnson on mine. Um, Taylor, I, on mine. Taylor you know, at eight for me. A couple mm-hmm. of days ago, I, I predicted I think he was, is a player that has to take the next step. He has got everything lined up for him to take the next step and be a massive uh, player on this team. Um, obviously, I factored in that he's a tight end, so maybe he'll have less numbers than um, you know some other players. But uh, I, I think it's set up perfect for him with this coach and the way this offense is going to be and the way people are going to have to look at these wide receivers and the Derek Carr loves the tight end. I think he's going to have a massive, massive season. Yeah, I, I picked Taylor, um, you know, like, like I talked about on the, on the show earlier this week. I think he's going to make that next step. Um, to really take the uh, the cornerback two spot, uh, make it his own. Um, and I think with him and uh, another cornerback who we'll probably be talking about later on, um, I, I think that just makes makes this defence really, really, really good. Um, and I think he's going to have a really good season. If, if Adebo didn't exist right now and we were saying it's 100% Taylor's job, let's just let him work and I would have Taylor on my list. He's not because I don't know which one I'm going to start. And so yeah. I think that if Taylor starts, he has massive upside. I can't can't hate on it at all. I just I'm stuck with that Taylor D, but I want to see them fight it out. I think it's going to yeah. be a huge battle. Um, what I, and y'all had a big, big conversation about Alante Taylor and Adebo on the last episode, as well as I think a couple episodes ago where we were talking about them as well. So eyes are going to be on the Saints secondary this yeah. preseason for sure. All right, so 
Uh, next, number seven, another tie. We have a few ties here. But number seven, we've got Pete Werner. Someone believes Pete Werner is going to be one of the best players on the roster this year. And then, Jason, you think Taysom Hill belongs nope. on this list. I still had Taysom on my spot. list. I did not have Werner on my list. Right. So well, who had I, Werner? And I have somebody different at seven on my list that you haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, I I, I have some. Yeah, because I have, I have guys I have, higher. I actually have oh, okay. Werner. I actually I have Werner it, higher than seven on my list. Yeah, I, I have right. Werner at six. I, mean, I do in too. In fairness, I don't even number my guys. I just I just I just throw yeah. guys out there. James, Taysom, Taysom, yeah, I didn't see Werner on your list. I mean, ta- Taysom, oh, there he is. Yep. Taysom Hill wears that, number that, seven, that, so he just there number, number six. Seven. Yeah, I moved him up because of the way things kind of fall. So, so I do want to have a Taysom Hill. So Jason, the Taysom Hill thing, I just the last year. Three of our games or four of our games, he was the best player on the field for the Saints. And if you told me that at the end of this year, we're going to look back and go, Taysom Hill was the MVP of the Saints offense, I wouldn't call you crazy because, but right now, I have no idea what his role is going to be. Well, I think, I think there's a crazy way that he could score and be this massive disturbance with the way people are going to look at our, our wide receivers and our running backs and Derek Carr's big arm and, all this kind of stuff. I just, I don't know what I'm, I'm baffled by. It. I think he can be, if we are smart, that dude can be a huge weapon this year playing all kinds of weird positions, just somehow getting him the ball. And I just t- don't know what it looks like. Well, everyone else is a decoy. It, it, it is kind of a funny juxtaposition. <laughs> or Taysom's I've, the decoy. I've, I've got him as one of my nine best players, but in order to do that, it requires our coaching staff to figure out what to do with them. And all off season, I'm like, I don't, I think these guys suck. So uh, I'm somehow having faith that they're going to find the way to probably use Taysom Hill, even though I think they're only going to win nine games. Right. This is, this no, is that, like that, me that, saying we're going to win 13 games and then predicting us never to lose a game during the season. Yeah. <laughs> something no, no, something like that. Something you know, like that. James, you brought up really how Jamal Williams, how many touchdowns he could score. Can you imagine what we're going to do in short yardage that play that we tried last year, which was Taysom and AK standing next to each other. But you knew that Kamara was getting the ball because he can't block for Taysom. Yeah. So you know <laughs> who's gonna who's the better blocker and who's the better runner between Taysom and Jamal Williams. Good luck figuring it out and guessing, but it's one good. of them's gonna hit you in the mouth, and the other one's running with the ball past you. Yeah, and they can actually switch it up. Last year we kept doing it, but there was only really one way to do that play and for it to be successful. And that was when Alvin Kamara was kind of checked out anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, you, just where you said that Jamal Williams might have 15 touchdowns this year. He also might have zero because Taysom Hill might score 15. Well, he's not going to have zero, but, but he won't, he won't have like, zero. But I'm just saying like between the two of them, they're going to split some short yardage touchdowns and big first downs. I mean, again, that is hoping that they find proper ways to use them. So somehow but, I have faith in them to do that. So I don't know, but I, I just figured he's too, he's too good of a, of a talent. He's too good of a weapon to leave off my list. So that's why I just, he's just, he's a good football player. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's player. the best way you can describe it. Yeah. One he's just thing not good at sure, throwing the football. Taysom Hill will have more touchdowns than Cal Pitts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it Juwan Johnson? Is that the Juwan Johnson will continue yeah. to have more. More touchdowns and compets. All right. Now, at number six, another tie. This time it is Kendra Miller and 
Demario Davis. Number and again, six. I know Wesley, you had Kendra Miller at five, but again, like because of the way some of these times yeah. went, because everything went, I had to bump Wait, him so up. So did we actually talk about Pete Werner? Because I have him at this point. Um, that we just oh, we just we said there was a time that we didn't talk about Pete Werner. Oh, y'all did breeze over him, but yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't know if y'all had a whole lot breeze more to say to, him. about him. Ah, yes, you know, he says breeze. No, I just will say Pete Werner. I have him on my list because I'm hoping that he's healthy this year. Yeah. If he is healthy. This guy is a huge difference maker. That it's the reason the Demario Davis isn't on this list. Um, a linebacker is going to have to be on this list for for us to be successful. And I think if Werner stays healthy, he's a just like a perfect linebacker. Like you you can't change anything about him. Like he he plays the game so smart um, and tackles so well. Um, if he stays healthy, he's he's a top nine player on this team. That's that's the re- the very reason why I put him on there and not Demario Davis. If he's healthy, I think Pete Werner has the better season. Yeah, and Demario's playing that role to let Pete Werner have yeah. that. I mean, that's what it's set up for. Yeah. Pete Werner had 20 more tackles last year, and he played three fewer games. Yep. <laughs> and is 17 <laughs> years younger. Right. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Pete Werner versus Pete Werner year oh. one, year two. Like, yeah, he played. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Fewer games than he did the year before, but he had 20 more tackles in less games. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how much better he got. So, yeah, imagine him fully healthy. All right. Down back to number six. It's Kendra Miller and Demario Davis. So, you're yang to your Pete Werner's yang. See how he says, yeah. Yeah. So, Kendra Miller and who? Demario Davis. Yeah. I, I, I had to pick one of them, and I, I think. I think Demario is going to have a solid year. I think his sideline to sideline is taking a little step back. His Uh-oh. tackling in the box is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to have less tackles just because of the getting outside the box. He might still lead, he might lead the team in sacks. I don't know. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I just think Werner's the, the, the better one of, of them um, if he stays healthy. Because Demario Davis is not even the delayed blitzes that he does. He can genuinely pass rush and he's got yep. pass rush moves um to beat lineman um yeah um but like i said I, I went with werner because i think if he's healthy he has the better season now the, the player that mario's tied with there's kendry miller who this is the running back i put on my list um with his size now he's somebody that has to take a step in learning to use his hands because he's not going to be a regular part of this offense if he can't prove that he can catch the football he says that's not a problem and he says he's going to work a ton at it but if he can just become one of that that three-headed monster, I think he ends up getting the most snaps when we talk about by the end of the year. And and James, I agree with you that I think if we are lining up the ball inside the five, that's Jamal Williams. I think Kendrick Miller is going to break some some runs this year and to where he's just going to close it out to where we're not snapping the ball inside the five. We're just finishing finishing it off. I'm shocked at how big he is. I've watched a lot of his games. I've watched him play in person here in Fort Worth. He's super fast. I've I had no idea. I thought he was muscular, but I mean, not Darren Sproles, short and muscular, but much short. He is a massive human being and he's going to hurt some, some defensive backs and they're not yeah. going to want to tackle him. Also, I mean, it, it always seems like, you know, the microphone. Fuck, sorry. Plus it's, you know, the, the rookie running backs, they're always fresh. They always come out like gangbusters while they're making, 500 grand a year and the teams get this tremendous value on him you know he's gonna have oh i'm not saying we should sign him to a second contract no 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 no, no. <laughs> let's no, draft no. a new rookie no, in two no, no, years no, no, no. no i'm just I'm, <laughs> no. I'm just saying like you know rookie, rookie, you know young running backs tend to come in and do really well right away and i just think with camara suspension 
and Jamal being a goal line guy, Kendrick Miller is pretty damn dynamic. And I think once, once we let him loose in space with all, you know, assuming the offensive line is healthy, it's a big key, but he's, he really does have the potential to be just this guy that kind of comes comes out of nowhere that nobody really sees. Yeah. If he has to make defenses think about him being able to catch the ball on a screen pass, he's going to be in the offense a whole lot. Yeah. Beast. He's a beast. Six foot, 220. I mean, how can you not see him coming, Jason? He said not a whole lot of people are going to see him coming. Because he wasn't breathing heavy? Oh, all right. Number five, another tie. <laughs> this one is, Jason, you've got Eric McCoy, and everybody else has Chris Olave. I mean, Eric, Eric McCoy is our best offensive lineman. So that's I had to put I had to put at least one of our offensive linemen on the list. He's the best one we yeah. got. That's why he's I, on my list. I think McCoy is going to be better because we're going back to the quarterback owning the pre-read, yeah. you know. Yeah, and McCoy can just focus on what he's good at. <laughs> I I actually did not put an offensive line on this list. If I was going to, it was McCoy. I went back and forth on it. And maybe some of that's just not wanting to draw attention. I just want our five starters to stay healthy and play um i think that we have a great situation to where we can lose or get one backup in there maybe a second but if we get past two injuries i think we have a huge problem i just i just want it to be quiet you know offensive yeah. linemen when they're doing yeah. a great job nobody talks about it because yep. they're just doing a great job i right. just want it it's like I we just, didn't talk I about think, Ruiz much last i think year. i'm just trying to be quiet about the offensive linemen because i hope that the, they're all just healthy and not getting ran over yeah yeah, I, um, I, mean, I did. Chris Olave, Wesley, you had him at, at nine, actually. I did have him at nine. James had him at five, and that's yeah. how he gets to five. Yeah, I, I think some of that's just with the the where I, I don't know. If, I, I think if Chris Olave does the same as we did last year, that's kind of what I'm predicting for him, that he kind of ends up there. Um, Juwan Johnson will have less numbers, but he's a tight end, so it'll look better. Um, and I, I do have a. A wide receiver higher on my list. I didn't until about five hours <laughs> You mean three days ago? Four days ago? Yeah. yeah I did. On yeah. Monday. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. So Chris Chris Olave, uh are you, are you done talking about him? That's it. I just, I just I think that it's kind of what we talked about a couple days ago, and everybody that's listening here better have listened to our show from two days ago. <laughs> um, is, I, I think he's going to have a it's great kind season. of the prequel. I'm, I also think that he's probably he's going to be right there as the number two, number three receiver with what Jawan Johnson's going to do. Um, and I think that's going to be a massive thing. I think it's going to be great. I don't think it's a off- it's offensive to telling that he's going to be the number nine res- player on the, on the team. And I don't yeah. I don't hate anybody saying he's going to be higher either. So, and I, I think, yeah, Olave is going to benefit from Michael Thomas drawing coverage that Olave probably had a lot of last year. Well, yeah, he was the main right. He took C B one where now he's gonna get well and number two. Olave's never played with somebody like Derek Carr. It's just no. like pull that like, too. Like anywhere close to Derek right. Carr. Like, but, well I'm a little worried. Like what is he gonna do when the ball's the right there? Because remember last year, last year he had his, his better catches were those balls <laughs> that Andy Dalton was throwing too high or too low, too he's short. Alave just going to have seven balls, hit him in the helmet and fall yeah. on the ground this year. Just, he just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it's going to be mean, like on after a those Ohio State quarterbacks and Andy Carr's, Dalton. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr's going to have to stick it in his face mask like on uh, 
like uh, roughness. Yeah. All right. Uh, number four. Everyone consensus agreed. Well, not really. Uh, Cam Jordan and uh, Wesley. I, I think that you submitted your list before Tuesday, and I think after Tuesday's news. You're number three. I, mean, I took the I took the liberty to move your who you had at number four up <laughs> to number three. So we'll save that for later. So that today we're going to talk about number four, Cam Jordan. Yeah, and I had, that's had, impressive that y'all are going to have old man Jordan this I high. Had, I had I had Cam Jordan as seventh on my list. Um, and I'll just say while we're talking about the Amazon, I the first time I made a list, I had Isaiah Foskey ninth of just by the end of the season, what he could be doing with the way the rotation is going to be. And I think he's going to start slow because he's a rookie, but I think cam is going to be cam be solid. I put him kind of that same, what Chris Olave, I think he's going to repeat what he did last year. And I think that's massive for us. Um, I just think that there's going to be um, some other guys kind of drawing attention by the end of the year. I think Foskey finishes off the season pretty tough. Um, yeah. Pretty good for do us. You think, kind of, do you think cam Jordan is going to do the whole, like he's going to, is that what you were saying? Like he's gonna almost take it easy the first half of the season, so that he saves himself for the run at the end. Because that's when no, like, actually, last two think, years. I think, actually, think Cam has the better start at the beginning because these rookies are going to have to figure out how to play football. These younger okay. guys, and then um, maybe I, he takes a little bit of a backseat to them. Yep, when they start um, getting it. He, also, he's, I mean, our, he's our best pass rusher by far. Um, he is really, really, really important to the team. And like, like Wesley said, if we can get, was it 10 sacks, nine sacks, 10 sacks, sign me up for that straight away. Well, that's nine or 10 more than, uh, Marcus Davenport ever got. I I just, I, I, I've got him at seven. I just think there's four guys that I predict are going to have really good seasons. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cam Jordan had, what, eight and a half sacks last year, 12 and a half the year before. I mean, dude, this, he can, he, he hasn't seemed to have lost any steps. So right? another so. thing too, just kind of factor in, and I guess I more factored this in on um, two other players that are higher on my list, but Cam Jordan, we're going to play a bunch of quarterbacks that don't have a lot of experience this year. Oh, yeah. And yep. I guess I maybe, maybe I, I factored that in to defensive backs and how <laughs> good their seasons are going to be. But maybe I didn't factor that in enough to what Cam Jordan's going to do. But I, I think I just in my head, like they're going to panic and they're going to throw the ball versus getting sacked. And, and that's going to lead to interceptions. But it also could lead to them just getting confused, holding the ball and getting thrown to the ground, but not realizing the closing speed that Cam Jordan has. And, you know, Reggie White played 15 seasons in the NFL. That, Cam Jordan still got three more seasons before he gets there. So... You know, when you look at what Reggie White did in his equivalent season, he had 11 sacks that year for Green Bay. So I'm expecting, yeah, I'm with you. I expect this to be one of Cam Jordan's greatest seasons ever. What are y'all laughing at? The fact that I brought up Reggie White. Oh, rest in peace. That's three times. <laughs> I just got it. I wasn't looking at the screen. Now. Yeah, that, every time you said his name. Reggie White? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh number three this is well i still uh, have four people to talk about yeah we, and okay. you're gonna just, talk just, about just, all of just them just making yeah, sure I'll, okay I'll you're gonna talk about well. them all as is of course the tradition <laughs> yeah. uh so it's the same four it people. is a yeah yeah it is 
So uh, we'll go one. This is a tie. And then two is not a tie. One is not a tie. So number three, the tie, you got one guy from the defense, one guy from the offense. Your defensive guy is none other than the honey badger, Tyron Matthew. And your offensive guy is Michael motherfucking Thomas. Yeah, that's a new course. receiver that we just got this week. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the guy that was cut by the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, well, didn't he get injured? But no, okay. Tyron Matthew, start with him, and because I think I think you, if you were to do like three A and three B, it would be Tyron Matthew, then Michael Thomas, working your way down to number one, right? So, just reading the early tea leaves, I think there was a lot um, of stress on Tyron Matthew coming back to New Orleans last year and distractions. He missed some time for very personal things during the the preseason. About that, Um, he is there this preseason. Um, What we're hearing from uh, people at the facility is that he is where he last year, he was kind of like a little to himself and a little quieter. He is the big guy smiling, welcoming everybody into the room and just kind of being a leader. Um, him and may by the end of the year knew how to work together. And even Matthew knew how to make Daniel Sorenston look good by the end of the year. Um, I just, I think that he's going to have a huge year one being a leader on this team, but also if our two, starting cornerbacks on the outside can do their job and kind of shut people down. He's going to be set up for, again, with these young, very bad quarterbacks that we play this year, just kind of throwing the ball into the middle of the field, hoping a prayer kind of passes. Um, and I think Matthew is going to pick off a lot of those. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I had him at seven on on my list, but for all those reasons, I, I, I completely agree that the, the cornerbacks, if they have the season that I think they're going to have, Tyron Matthew could be five, six, seven picks. You know, he's, he's going to have, and, and he's even talking about it himself, he's going to have a statistically really, really good season. It was the one thing we didn't get last year was turnovers. I think that's going to change this year, and, and he's going to be a big part of that. For sure. Did did we ever find out or hear any rumors about what that personal issue was last year for Tyron Matthew? And now the severe beating of a high school science teacher. Zinc is by far the best element. I also like plutonium. It's just fun to say. Plutonium. How's your plutonium? Good, thank you. Excuse me. Hello? Uh, The office is closed, so if you wouldn't mind. So what are you doing? Hey, get off of me! Oh! 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 You're breaking the beakers! Oh! 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 Those are my best goggles! Oh! Oh! I think it was it was respect by the media to keep it personal and what it was that is it, I think people probably knew what was going on, but it was nothing right. that had anything to do with football or his love for football. And it was kind of disrespectful and stupid that the rumor was that he wanted to get rid out of this contract that he signed three weeks earlier no, or whatever. It was, no, that's, it was all, no, it was all no. ridiculous. So everybody, everybody just kind of that would have come out if it was that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever it is, right. If it's that sensitive that it is never leaked, then hopefully, right. It is something that is. Sounds like it's over. He's moved, moving forward from whatever it was, and he's he's happy to be here. He's happy to be in this locker room. He loves the guys in it, and he wants. Right. I, I think his, he wants to bring a Super Bowl to New Orleans. Dude, his guest spot on New Orleans That Football's podcast was one of the moments, kind of like Michael Thomas's press conference earlier this week, was like one of those moments for me that was 
like if I wasn't already positive about the season, that fired me up. That lit another fire. Speaking of Michael Thomas, he's the other guy tied on this three yeah. on this list. <laughs> <laughs> you waiting for me? To, I was trying to like build the anticipation. All right, so Michael Thomas, we did have an episode uh, earlier this week about his big triumphant return. It is official. He's back, baby. Uh, I would have felt so- completely fine putting him number one on my list. The last time that he played a full season, he was number one on this list. Right. And Do you believe the- he's going to just resume? No, I believe that he believes it. And yeah. again, I we saw that, one that- game last year, and that one game was ridiculous that this guy i'm i'm not going to i don't know i mean i guess maybe if he misses another year with injury i'll stop believing in him being able to come back but that's just regardless of any of the crazy social media posts and all the vagueness and weirdness that he does and that's that's him i've never questioned about whether he's a hard worker um whatever the stuff was between him and peyton is clearly gone this is a guy that wants to be on this team and wants to be in this locker room and Man, if 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 he's healthy, like it changes everything. It changes the balance of the power in the NFC. It changes what this team can do. It's it's a safety valve of all safety valves for your quarterback on every single play. Um, There, you convert every second and two or third and short like that. I mean, you just, I mean, you know, his average uh, before he got hurt in twenty twenty or in twenty twenty one, his or 2020 his worst average yards per catch for any season was 11 every time the guy touches the ball it's a first down yeah everybody's so ridiculous about the the slant thing and don't wrong let me say he's the best person at running a slant in the history of the nfl yeah don't but he he doesn't do he doesn't even do it 50 percent of the time everybody talks about it like some crazy thing like it's all he does Mm -hmm. and he had to do it because drew Brees' arm was about to fall off or he couldn't throw the ball 15 yards downfield but you go back to his rookie year and that guy was catching amazing out routes at 35 yards on the field when, yep. when Drew was the best in the world at throwing that out route that you just couldn't defend. San Francisco, what I remember. The, well, and like the, the one that he made in the, when Breeze went 29 of 30, he made some crazy one-handed one going out of bounds. I mean, yes. The, the guy's got the best hands in football, maybe not the best ankles, but if he can, if, if he can be healthy – it's just a massive problem. And again, all the things he was doing, I mean, Derek Carr this year, I mean, Breeze in 2019 wasn't kind of Breeze anymore. And right. Michael Thomas won an, an offensive player of the year. Which was his, right. His best year. He had, what was it? 1,700 yards yeah. that yeah. year? Or yeah. something Sometimes, like that. Uh, 149 catches, wasn't it? Yeah. Dude almost <laughs> had two. So that's going to be 8,000 yards for Carr. If Michael Thomas gets his 2,000. <laughs> Listen, I don't think he's beyond the realms of possibility that if Michael Thomas is fit for the for the majority of the season, we are in the conversation for number one seed in the NFC. I would uh, agree with that. This is, this is where you go back, and I'm just sorry, you look at our schedule, and we've got a crazy, crazy good schedule yeah. to like be resting your starters in week 17 because you're the number one seed in the NFC. Yep. Um, it's just... I mean, it's, it, it, being a Saints fan here, but all of those things when I predicted whatever 10 or 11 wins, it was with Michael Thomas. Like, hopefully he plays. It's outrageous to think that a defensive coach, right? Our head coach, who's a defensive guy, could have a top 
three top four offense in the league if everything goes according to what the roster suggests it would be. Can I have a refill of this Kool-Aid? It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never thought black and gold Kool-Aid would taste good. So liquor, what is this? Licorice? All right. So number two, John Gruden. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I thought, he's not. I misread. He's not, I thought he was number two yeah. on my list. John Gruden. So I don't know why I did this. So interesting. Okay. So well, number one and number two are, I mean, do we have pretty, the same or are we different? Or are we so different? interesting? So I think you both had the same at number two and number one. But whenever I went and made the list that have, in the order that I wanted to talk about, I edited it to flip it. So because I have the right to do that as the host of the show. Well, so you I'm do, say, but I think the number one player should be the one we talk about last. Yeah. Wait. So you think the offensive guy would be number two and the defensive yes. guy yes. would be number one? Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you number two, Derek Carr, which I'm surprised. Okay. So because of the, all the conversation about all these other players and the offense being so good, then Derek Carr would have to be one of the best players we had. But go ahead. You think Derek Carr would be the second best player well, in I think 2023? We've, we've, we've decided over the past few shows that he's going to throw, was it 9,000 yards? <laughs> But by I mean, August, I mean, there are August? seven. There are seventeen games. I mean, of course, you can throw for more. It's, it's a thousand a game, right? <laughs> He's set up perfectly to have a successful season. Um, I, I think five thousand yards is definitely in play um, in a seventeen-game season, assuming he plays in week seventeen. My goodness, we're hoping My that he doesn't play in week seventeen. Goodness. But you know, everything that we've put around him, assuming health. He's set up for success this year. That's the variable, right? That that's the mm. worst variable is the health variable because, and and it really to me, it's it really is the offensive line is whether Derek Carr is going to. Yeah, be they can screw all this up. Trevor Penning not being good could screw all of this up. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't or, know if he's good or one guy getting but, hurt. Having said that, Derek Carr has done well under pressure he plays well against the blitz uh, so I, I i believe that i mean he's gonna he's gonna have plays like that i just think everything is set up for Derek carr to be successful um apparently him and pete carmichael were finishing each other's sentences about offensive game plans and plays and what they like and just immediately from the first dinner we're I mean, just couldn't stop talking and again it wasn't them drawing napkins on the table and stuff like or drawing plays on a napkin on a table like they didn't go that far but they they enjoyed it. They were speaking the same language and are and are on the same page. And then all the players are bringing in the, the attachment he already had to Michael Thomas before having even ever, ever met the guy in person yeah, and like throwing him a pass. Part. Yeah. Um. And then coming in here and then I think it's so smart that it made a joke about John Gruden, but us bringing him in and just having a conversation, getting ideas flowing in the room together. Um. Again, letting Derek Carr know how important we think he is. And then the way Michael Thomas, this is a guy that inspired Michael Thomas to want, I mean, how he's feeling about football. I mean, and the, apparently right. even this, Drew Brees couldn't inspire Michael. I mean, Thomas. Yeah. And we're, again, and we're talking about Michael Thomas, who's like this super competitive guy that just wants to win. And all he can talk about is how much Derek Carr wants to win and how he's driving himself. And then, I mean, I love that Derek Carr has owned the mistakes that he made and how he played bad and what he did. And he's like, he's, he's, not looking at it as like, oh, it was somebody else's fault. And just, you know, he's looking at this as a redemption story that he needs to do better and put in the work and all. 
And again, through all this, we're talking about these offensive weapons. None of us are even talking about Alvin Kamara. He's only going to miss six games. There's 11 more games for him to play. So there's another weapon that we haven't even talked about that, I mean, that can be a huge, huge weapon for him too. So he's set up again. We're making jokes about if, if, if everybody's going to catch for a thousand yards, I mean, he's going to set a record. I don't think he's going to set a record for passing yards, but I, I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have some fourth quarters where he's handing off the ball a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and while we're sitting here having these types of conversations, you talk about all the things that you just said, if you look over at the Falcons side, like those, their conversations are talking about players that we could trade within the next couple of weeks. And then they even have a big headline that is Falcons newly signed linebacker, Caleb Ellis. They're calling, they don't even know how to say his fucking name. Caden, like they don't even deserve Caden Ellis. Send him back. You can't even get his name right. So yeah, we got Derek Carr coming in here. And then you have anything you need to say about Derek Carr, James, before we get to number one? No, I, I just like 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 me and Wesley have already said, he's set up for success. And I think he's gonna have possibly statistically his best season this year. Um, and that can only be a good thing for us. I hope so. And then, so number one, uh, you're going defense. You both actually agreed with this one. There was no collusion. Uh, and, and you have, there's really only, I think, one player left. <laughs> so by the process of elimination, our listeners probably have figured out it's Marshawn Lattimore. He's the best player on the team. Best yeah. player on the team. I, I never paused. I, mean, I started this list and I wrote number one, uh, yeah. Marshawn Lattimore. Straight just, away. I, I knew what I was doing. Um, and I'll Healthy. tell you right now, I don't think he has anywhere close to the best statistics of his career. I think he is going to shut down a side of the field. And at some point this year, they're going to stop even looking his way. Um, Which is only going to make the other guys better. The quarterbacks that we're playing this year are not these cocky quarterbacks that are going to try and challenge him. They're going to be terrified of him. And they're going to be trying to challenge Taylor or Debo, who's on the other side. Those guys are going to have to step up and, and make plays. I just think Lattimore is going to blanket the hell out of everybody and just he he basically took off last year. He's well rested. Um, we've talked about he's already he hasn't been in OTAs, but he's been mentally talking. He's talking to um, Adebo and Taylor all the time, and he's already talking to Matthew about kind of what they're going to do and how they're going to work together. I just think he's going to have a massive year. And I, by massive year, I don't mean numbers. They probably won't have many interceptions or pass breakups or tackles. I just think that he's just going to shut down the field and make our defense look so much better and make it all so much easier. Yeah. yeah. So two, two, two years ago, I just said that Mike Thomas or Alvin Kamara were the best players on the team. I don't think there's any doubt about it now that Marshawn Lattimore is the best player on this team. He's one of the top five, maybe even top three cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, last year, he got injured with a really freak injury. Um was it lacerated kidney, wasn't it? I think yeah, he had got last the knee, year. knee dropped on him. Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, he's we've seen what happens to this team when he doesn't play. That's how important he is. And I'll just say, I think it's a massive thing that he came back and played the last game of the year. Um, just being able so he's not through this offseason going, What's it like to be hit? Can I be hit? What's the first hit gonna be like? He's already got that out of the way. Yeah, there's no mental like, yeah. Can I come back from this? Is it still gonna hurt? I think it was a, a really big deal that he he came back last year. So this is just uh, going into the season, ready to go. If there's any even silver lining to him missing time last year, well, I mean, one, it didn't matter for the season anyway. 
But two, you gave a deal. You made the playoffs. Alante Taylor. I think the, the Taylor reps, I think, matter a lot. Right. It gave yeah them more reps. So I think having him back on the field, I think you make a good point where I, his stat sheet isn't going to be impressive. Nope, not at all. And everybody's going to think, oh, he's overrated. And that's only going to contribute to that narrative. But in reality, you're right. Like His stat sheet isn't going to have anything on it because there's going to be no activity on that side of the field. Which, he'll every which once in a while, once, once every four or five weeks, somebody's gonna go over there and he's gonna pat the ball down or he's gonna get an interception. He'll he'll end up with three interceptions or something mm-hmm. just because people are stupid and these young quarterbacks are yeah. gonna think they got a, they got a wide receiver that's young and tells them just throw it. I can I can catch it over him. Yeah, I mean, and three interceptions would be plenty. I mean, for him, yeah, yeah, that'd be huge. Not a huge interception machine. He usually gets one or two. Number of interceptions is not the stat you want to measure your cornerbacks on, right? It was the guy from the Cowboys yeah, I wish I would do wish all those there picks was a, last year. He's not a good cornerback. Right. I do wish there was somewhere that you could measure like how many times a cornerback's been thrown on, how many you know rece- receptions he's given up with that. I'm I mean where I'm lo- I'm looking at I think at it'll be one of those things that everybody's going to know. Like it's just going to it's yeah. going to be obvious with the way that it's it sets up. I think he's right. far and away the best player on the team and he's going to show it. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Final thoughts. That's your list, everybody. Uh, uh, Jamal Williams, Juwan Johnson, Alante Taylor, Pete Warner, Taysom Hill, Kendra Miller, Diamario Davis, Chris Olave, Eric McCoy, Cam Jordan, Tyron Matthew, Michael Thomas, Mar- Derek Carr, and Marshawn Lattimore. Anything else y'all got to say before we... Uh... I mean, we've put together a hell of a roster. Like, that's, a, mean, that's, a, that's an all Madden. I mean, t- like, if you were to play Madden, like, you wouldn't you don't need like, players from other teams. I, I just, I think the stuff, I mean, everybody can get scared about the offensive line. You've got Hearst and Saldaveri as backups, um, oh, along with some other guys that. that have been in the league for two or three years. So there are some backups there. There's a little bit of depth. We don't need injuries, but um, I just think that our top, our first 22 players are as good as any 22, top 22 first starting um, teams in the, in the league. Yeah. But you, this is, a, and this we is, still got $14.3 million to spend. We're, this is, it's going to change. The $14.3 yeah. million isn't just going to sit there. Like, there's going to be something done. Wow. We're an AFC team. Ah, he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you think, you know what I mean? Like, all the good teams but are that is, hey, right But now. that's the other thing is those guys are going to have to beat each other up. Mm-hmm. You really got like I mean we'll see what happens with the 49ers if their the quarterback Eagles. comes back and if if he can play Eagles I mean I don't know how much uh, you know can they do it again it's two doing I mean, it two years in a row like that is is not likely and then I mean I think the Cowboys are the other team that gets talked about of seeing what they can do but um speaking of the Cowboys they said that they are not going to pursue um, go after um, DeAndre Hopkins because they're really happy with Brandon Cooks <laughs> I was like, okay did they really say that was, yes. Stephen Jones, Stephen Jones, the assistant GM of the Cowboys. I love it, which is just hilarious. So, all right. And still no news on uh, Hunter Renfro or DeAndre Hopkins at the time of this recording. Uh, Nope. Thank you. All right. So that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading every week and telling your friends about the Don't Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Don't Patrol podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter at Don't Patrol PCAST and at Don't Patrol UK for those English-speaking people. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app and set up auto-downloads. And that way you can listen when you leave your house. You jump off the Wi-Fi every episode, anytime, anywhere you go. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Good night. Good night. I did, so I packed it up and brought it back to the crib, just a little something, show you how we live, everybody want it, but it ain't that serious, mm-hmm. that's that shit, so if you gon' do it, do it just like this, like this.